back manifestors it is the eve of season three they, we are thrilled we like, are. we're a little too giddy right now <laughs> we are so happy i haven't seen rebecca in person or through a screen in many moons now it's it's we left you in march when we last talked to you it was you know things were the ides of march things were getting better but they were mostly getting worse you know and now i really think things are on the up and up what do you think rebecca? we are in the height of vaccine season i am now fully vaxxed, vaxxed and wax baby Vax, not really waxed, but fully snatched and ready to party like it is the 1920s. I'm so thrilled. My anxiety has dissipated. <laughs> I'm ready for our live shows. I'm just I'm like so ready. ready. The only thing, so now that we can legally do live shows, the only thing we're lacking is an audience. <laughs> and but you know what? Are we really lacking an audience? Because we gather our closest manifestors. I feel like an audience of five to ten people is just fine that is the final piece of the puzzle i think is yeah i mean and it's like they all bring someone it's gonna be like stand-up right. comedy history stuff about history about history yeah. yeah i mean i think that's a good that's a good way of putting what we you're do. here for the last and facts and we will deliver we will deliver oh oh my gosh well um so what's up rebecca what are you most looking forward to about this season what's new I mean, there's just been so much going on, and then, like, also by the same token, not so much going on. Mm -hmm. Like, things really haven't changed. I've regained full function of my arm since my tragic <laughs> collarbone accident. I am a medical you love miracle. You love to see it. You love to see it. Wait, the physical what do you mean therapist you're a medical is, miracle. <laughs> he literally was like, I have never seen anybody recover and thrive so quickly and so gloriously from a wow. tragic injury like this. Wow. Like, I am literally like, they, I walk in there and they're like, she's back. Look at her. I mean, I've really never been gassed up as much in my life as I have by this physical therapy office. They told me I have better mobility than many people without a shoulder injury. And I was like, you love to see it. Do you think that you might be unbreakable? I mean, I feel stronger than ever. Like I said to Steven last night, I was like, what if I just get all my bones reinforced with titanium? Like what's stopping me? I don't think much. With, with the vaccine. I mean... I think that it might be worth looking into an unbreakable Bruce Willis situation. It could be. I really think so. But I mean, do you think you're ready to shoulder that burden of being? No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder the burden of being. Oh, man. The laughs are already abounding. There are. We're laughing. We're laughing. Um, wow. What okay. about you? Tell me about life in the big city. Are you dating now that the more um, of the populace is vaccinated? I've taken a lover. I'm just kidding. Oh, I mean, but I oh. do really have a legitimate boyfriend, which is Oh my God, shocking. wait, are you kidding or I, serious? No, I, I am serious, but I love that you think I could be kidding. <laughs> you just, you keep me on such a fine line. I never know. Um, well, he actually, he listened to the podcast. He was like, yeah. Um, well, it was the episode where I said that. I had a Valentine, but I had to do terrible things to get one. And he was like, oh, wow. and right at that moment, I knew I could stop listening because I could wow. tell I was just going to be roasted for the next 30 to 90 minutes. And I was like, that's what you want. You want someone. I mean, sorry about it. Like, this is the lot in life of, of being you're, a significant other. Exactly. You're dating a very public yeah, celebrity. Public you're, you're dating a public figure. Public 
in a small circle of 30 of our closest friends and family. <laughs> Season three is going to explode, though. Oh, well, I have two really important developments. So while we were on the break, I went to California and got so fat that it was actually... So this Get was, out of here. No, Rebecca. You're so annoying. Rebecca, listen to this story. So... I am in LA and you know I'm all my friends are working during the day and I'm both I'm basically just doing things that are legal in California and hanging out on the beach alone and reading did you go to Alcatraz again the listeners need to know (laughs) no I would have like I actively tried to but it's closed it's closed because of COVID oh devastating I know but but did you know you can have events there like you can get married on Alcatraz um does your lover know this (laughs) um i think i'm just gonna be like i mean save the day save the day like your life is about to become a prison which is why we're getting married on one i mean it seems very apropos i love it it's very pat anyway so i'm in la and i've been like going through this and i mean i'm a big mini egg gal if you know me you know i love (laughs) cadbury mini eggs to an extent where it's like i know there's a wiggle room where i'm gonna gain five to seven pounds every lent or as I call it, mini egg season. And literally, so I go to LA and everything in LA is just so healthy and green. So I go into a CVS, I'm like looking everywhere for these mini eggs and I'm out of my mind, you know. Just like a fiend for just, the mini Just eggs. feeding for mini eggs. There's none of them. And then I just see Oreos. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to oh. buy two things of Oreos and just a beach towel and just eat all of them on the beach. And, yeah. and there were two like fit LA, like influencer girl LA is the worst so skinny like standing in line behind me and they were laughing so hard and they were texting about me like that come on <laughs> that's how funny they thought like, it was that I was fine and I was literally just checking out with just Oreos and so I was like and okay. what of it like you don't need to check out with anything else you got all you need with two boxes of Oreos but the shame it was it was it was intense it was intense but I just in general was like oh I want to eat healthier so I did the whole 30 you guys April first eight to April thirtieth. Oh my god! I I want to have whole thirty finisher on my grave. Like it was. So second time I've I did done it, it once, not because I wanted to, because I had like this horrible skin issue. Oh, and, like, classic. Rebecca. My naturopath was like, you have to go on a, basically a whole thirty diet, and it was hellish. Did you, you can't do did anything? It fix your you can't skin? drink. You, yeah, I mean, my skin it was like glowing and radiant, and I was like the healthiest I've ever been. In oh my well, entire I life. Drink. but at what cost? Yeah, at what cost? At what cost? Well, yeah, I mean, I drank a bit, but other, I, I, it's called a dirty 30 where you only drink on the weekends. So anyway, I did this, so I'm, feel, I'm feeling very cleansed. I'm feeling very on top of it. And now it's like apparently most people go on Whole30 and then they're like, oh, I'm empowered to make small changes to be healthier. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to hold pasta close and never let it go again. Yeah. Not once am I letting it out of my sight, I am literally just eating eating up a storm. And now that now that restaurants are open in New York, it's it's wild. It's game on. Um, oh, and then the other big thing is that, so did Whole30, don't recommend it, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, keep walking. <laughs> then also concentrically, I discovered TikTok and you guys, oh boy. I can tell it's going to change everything. I've learned so It already much. has, you're so old and so behind the times. Oh, yeah, like, no kidding, Rebecca. Okay. I, I just thought it was kids dancing. You know what I mean? No, there's a wealth <laughs> Of content there, and some really talented people just hanging out on TikTok. Shout out to the TikTok. <laughs> Shout out to the TikTok. But yeah, but so anyway, so now I'm so obsessed with TikTok and it's creating so much content for me that I'm going to share on the Instagram, but it's also just generating all these ideas for the podcast. Like, okay, here's just a crazy example. Did you know that there is a, a credible conspiracy theory that Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's son? 
illegitimate love child because both the sets of parents were swingers and the Trudeau's um, honeymoon, they listed every Caribbean island they went to except for Cuba. They didn't put in the flight path. Why? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) And then there's a picture of Justin Trudeau's parents meeting the the Castros for the quote unquote first time and, he's, and they just look way too comfortable to have not already. So what you're saying is you're starting other. a manifest destiny TikTok based on popular conspiracies. Like I'm hoping I think that TikTok might be the next step in my media empire for sure. But wow. it's just it's but I just really got into it on Saturday, so that was you know five days ago, and I've just been like I had to put it in my desk locked during work because I was so afraid that I was just going like I'm I've never been as addicted to anything and the algorithm is just getting so good like oh I know like the algorithm is like oh hey you're thinking about these shoes that you've never said out loud (laughs) here's a girl dancing in them and I'm like yes I'm ready for this so anyway so I really I feel great about what TikTok is going to add to season three well, I think this is going to be great for us. I mean, you're really just going to expand our content offerings. I built us an entire website. You have not done anything with it. You got to put it on the link in bio. I spent. Oh, that's true. I didn't even know it was live. I, I mean, yeah, it's been live. I just am too poor it's to pay for the domain. Live. Wait, what is the domain name? We don't have the domain. Maybe it's just we like should a cash random... out on a, of our Spotify ad so we could buy the domain name. All $5? Yeah. It's not even $5. Exactly. Like, yeah, maybe. But you still have to pay for it monthly. And like, I'm pretty fine not doing that. If we just link in bio, people can go to it. And I used to, to own the domain, domain name starsandbars.com, which was, and I, which was the name of my blog because I love stars and bars. And sure. it. I still don't know if they sold it, but I no longer have access. So it's a wow, bummer. you should have made money. Speaking of stars, I've really seriously gotten into astrology. Now. Oh my God, Rebecca, without me? I feel. So I mean, I out. asked you to do my natal chart and then you didn't. So I went ahead and did about? it myself. You never asked me that. I did. I got CoStar and everything. And now. Wait. Have you used CoStar? Oh no, Rebecca. I've never used CoStar. I don't Tell I don't me, what know. is CoStar, Rebecca? Please, you know everything about astrology. Take it away. Well, the big revelation is that my moon is in Pisces. I've got some Pisces energy. Okay, that that's surprising to me. Yeah. What about your what's your rising? Okay, CoStar is confusing. Is that your ascendant? Yes. Cancer. Okay, I see that. That is, (laughs) you are a homebody. I get that. Wow. I mean, I am a homebody. That makes total sense to me. But wait, you have a Pisces moon. I have a Pisces moon. Yeah. Really? That could be big. That could be big for us. But I don't think. I don't see you presenting as a Pisces moon the same way I do. It says in so far as my being... emotions and moods. Exactly. But Pisces are so emotional. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty emotional. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you're that emotional? Inside, like I might like present an austere exterior, but like inside I'm just like a sad girl. Well, your moon sign is what is your inner life and your emotional world. Like people yeah. well, so this is so fitting. This is just an astrology side for all for everyone at home. But your rising sign is like your personality and it's what when people read about it, they're like, oh, my God, that's so you. And you might kind it of. It says like it's your mask, which is like so true. And and, and you're but it's, it's not even your, but you're like, oh, I'm not really like that. And then your moon sign is more where like everybody be like, you're not like that at all. But like secretly you are. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. wow I love that we both have Pisces moons. That's probably so why we're both. what does your sun mean then? Like we're both so into our past, into the past generally. And that's what Pisces are. You know, they're very in their feelings. It's a... And we should say we're coming at you with season three in Gemini season. Gemini. Blair's crazy dualities will rule over season three. Rebecca, no, we're not. It's still Taurus season. 
But we're we're gonna drop oh, you, on Gemini season. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, guys. I, t- I told you this. Well, this is just my the birthday teaser. is on June fifth, and I always consider Cinco de Mayo the official start of my birthday season. <laughs> so that's excessive. We're and crazy. we're already riding the vibe. Like energy is good, morale is high. It's gonna be a great month, guys. So I'm excited for all of you, all of you. Um, but what was I just saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So so, but your rising sign is kind of your personality and how you present and like interact with the world like uh, like a moon sign is much more inner it's much more um it's much more what you're thinking and feeling but not so much how you're acting your personality is more like what guides your decisions and like day-to-day life so it's just like what kind of liar you are yeah well and and pisces you know how much i fucking hate pisces they're such sociopaths i know i was honestly so upset to learn that i had a moon in pisces after hearing you shit on well but that's the thing rebecca well i have a moon in pisces and that's why i'm allowed to do it first of all um we're but it's like all of my like self-destructive tendencies all of the crazy things you can't let go of it's all it's all right there the writing's on the wall but so can you just like break this down for me because i'm so confused like what are all the other things like all these different planets that I have okay so in. basically like a bunch of my planets are in Capricorn like Mercury yes. Uranus Neptune Saturn and the Sun so the way I describe it is like your natal chart is a snapshot of the night sky at the moment that you were born and right. all of these stars and the planet is moving on we're a, doing something is they moving were doing their own thing on a 12 sign ellipsis so they're all at different parts in their orbit right of the Sun Okay. So, and they all move at different speeds. So, like, for example, Mercury moves really, really fast. So, it goes through all 12 signs, like, every, like, 20 days. And, like, um, and, you know, the moon obviously takes 28 days. So, every moon sign lasts three days. Got it. Does that make sense? Whereas the sun sign, it takes a full year to circle the sun. So, that's why it it takes 12, it takes a full calendar year for you to go through all 12 signs. Okay. So, do the other things just, like, really not mean that much? Um, so I call like your rising, your sun and your moon, like the big three, like those are definitely yeah. the most important, biggest things sure. that are going to weigh on your life. But other things are important. Like your Venus really, really rules a lot of your love life. But I always, my Venus is an Aquarius. Oh, oh my God. That's, <laughs> why are you laughing? That's just, you so nervous. that's just so perfect because Aquarians are like the ultimate commitment phobes, like super aloof and are like, I'm never going to tie myself to one person forever. Um, and you're the most anti-marriage person I've ever met, though I, though we will dance the jig at your wedding quite soon, I believe. Anyway, um, my Pride and Prejudice themed wedding where it will be like, (laughs) if you're, if if your wedding doesn't have a literary theme, I'm not going. (laughs) I wouldn't go either. But I've also decided like, maybe if my wedding's not on Alcatraz, like why even bother? Marriage is a prison. Uh, Marriage is a prison. But it's like, maybe why Alcatraz? Why not just, you know? Hit up the Connecticut State Penitentiary, see if they have a venue. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Wait, I would love that. Like, I'd like to go. Me like, too. have it, with, and, like, and a you true know crime. that they definitely have like a receptionary and stuff because so many people get married in prison. I initially said I would have a red wedding themed wedding, but now Game of Thrones is dead to me, so can't do that. And then can't I also said like a, a murder mystery, true crime wedding would be fun. And Stephen's like, what? Oh, yeah. That I, doesn't sound fun for me personally as just like a nice, sensitive man. And I was like, that's fine. It's not about you. My friend Amy is getting married Halloween weekend and they're having a Halloween wedding. <laughs> oh, love it. And it's like a shout literal costume Shout out to Barb Keith who got party. married on Halloween, one of our listeners. Oh, shout love out. Did, any, shout out. Was there any candy corn 
in the gift bags? Do you know? I don't know. I have to ask Barb because I know you're a candy corn crackhead. Blair in middle school used to buy. Actually, not even just in middle school. In high school, throughout, we had a, a store, and I like wish I could say the name of the store, but it would probably identify our high school, which we're not trying to do. But this, the name of the store in and of itself is just a laugh riot. But Blair would go and buy these disgusting bags of candy corn and just like mainline candy corn in the day. But they were also like there were absolutely no limit to how good of a deal that was. Like it was literally like four bags for two dollars. No, four. But the candy corn specifically, all those weird, shitty wax candies that yep. were like fifty. I mean, cents the candy corn was plastic, Blair. You were eating. <laughs> Just raw, unrefined anyway, plastic. So I think that that would be the biggest reason to get married on Halloween was would be to like have candy corn centerpieces. Okay, and holy shit, I'm gonna post this on our Instagram. It blew my freaking mind. Hold on, I'm. I, but so the reason it's called. Do you know why it's called candy corn? No. I'm. Hold on. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna personally show this picture to you. But literally, look at this. This is what you can do with candy corn. Oh yes, yeah, I've seen that. Where yeah, that's you can up. you can make a, you can make a corn <laughs> you can make cob a out of corn it. cob out of candy corn, and honestly, like that's that that's the kind of energy I'm trying to match. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. We were talking about natal charts, uh, Venus. Oh, anything right, right, else right. I need to know? Mars is in Taurus for me. Is that important? So your Mars. So I would say the most important planets are the ones that are biggest. Because mm-hmm. they have the biggest pull and the biggest gravity. All right. My Jupiter is Leo. Yeah, your Ju- Jupiters are big. Um, totally. Dis- and your Jupiter is also like the tax, the task mass. Or sorry, no. Saturn. Your Saturn is really important. Um, I bet your Saturn's in Aquarius though, right? No, it's in Capricorn. Oh my God, of course. Oh, of course. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my Saturn's in Aquarius because it takes 28 and a half years to rotate. So, and we were born like right at the cusp when it was churning. Yeah, classic. Classic. But just on two different planets, <laughs> but with the same moon. You love to see it. Wow. Oh, well, if you want your natal chart done, Blair and I are essentially experts now. Okay, Rebecca. Rebecca. Because I've read my natal chart one Rebecca, time. Rebecca, stand <laughs> the fuck down. I will end you. Oh. I even get kind of like on edge when people like, behind me at restaurants talk about astrology like they know I know you do Blair it's so easy to trigger you with astrology okay well whatever um so that's exciting I'm I'm glad you're even more into astrology than before we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot of cool astrological events um such so okay wait I want to hear what what are you gonna cover this season so far what are your thoughts and we have a couple of listener requests that we'll talk about what yeah, are we most got excited some listener for this, requests. For this I mean, I've just been throwing stuff on my lists left and right. Same. Like, same. There's so many. Like, I really want to do Waco. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, like, Rebecca. I love this for you. You got it. Let's open Waco. Do, I mean, got to do Waco. Has to happen. Um, I really want to do Black Wall Street and talk about Watchmen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I loved so much. Mm-hmm. Um like so many good things I just want to do. Like the Donner Party would love to do that. Love a little light cannibalism. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. One of these days we're gonna have to re-record, and maybe this is something that like one day if we ever do like a Patreon, you guys can hear. But in our first season, we recorded an episode on the Lindbergh baby that was just absolutely unhinged and I drunken. I still cannot believe that you didn't post that. Our fans deserve it. A, but B, someone like literally just brought up the Lindbergh baby and was like. 
oh, like, do you know anything about it, Blair? You're really into history. And I was like, not a goddamn thing. I cannot tell you one fact. <laughs> but I know someone who does. I was like, I know someone who does. And I listened to her. She talked about it for about 45 minutes. Yeah, it was a long, like, just tangent. We were trying to do two IDs. We didn't even get to it. It was one of those episodes where we're like, wow, we really can't follow that up with anything. And it was pretty unintelligible. So we maybe will record, like, a new intro to that and drop that at some point for oh, you. Yeah. Or just record Ooh, a whole yeah. new episode. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk about, well, we're going to get into it, but we're going to do, we've got a couple like great IDs coming up to you for Pride Month, mm-hmm. and I don't even want to spoil it because there's going to be so many great stories you just haven't ever heard of before that are going to just like make you pop off. Oh my God, um, yes. And we're going to have a special guest, Gibson. I mean, I think we're going to have a couple special guests, knock mm-hmm. on wood, this season. Like, I mean, people are starting to clamor. People are like, clamor is exactly the right word, Rebecca. People are clamoring to be on this podcast, and rightfully so. I mean, it's a privilege and an honor. What do you got for us? What's on the pipeline? Uh, so I kind of have a couple of different ones. You know that Hawaiian queen, like the last queen of Hawaii? Yes, has like a crazy only because there's name. like a Dear America. Yeah, I know. I only know about her because of the Dear America, and I don't <laughs> know how to pronounce her name. Like, it's really long and complicated. But apparently, yeah. she has a really interesting story and like really fought for sovereignty for Hawaiians and like. So want to get into that for sure. Maybe um, we should get our friend that's in Hawaii to come on for a guest spot ID oh, for that. Oh, that would be good. Um, Could be fun. I would love that. Oh, I really want to do Catherine Switzer. She was the first woman to run. Um, it used to be illegal for women to run marathons, and she did it. Like pre- She dressed as a man and tried to do it, and there's all these crazy pictures of the race director like ripping her off. Like It's wild. You know what? And that's actually kind of the whole idea. So maybe I won't do it because I essentially just told you the story in less than five seconds. Um, oh, um, okay. Well, we got a listener request from Caroline Abbott Kinney. Caroline, shout out to Caroline. Shout out to Caroline, who's the backbone of our. She of our is fan really base. the backbone of the podcast now. Um, Abbott Kinney, who is apparently a real person, like it's the name of a famous drag in LA where there's like all these hippie shops and also like you know like anthropologies now, but apparently. He was an extremely important man. Um, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, that's been on my list for oh, so long. And I, and I still don't really understand it, despite the fact that Can I... Can we talk about the bell jar? Like, if we're going to do it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the bell jar. I, Who doesn't <laughs> love a little Sylvia? Well, that's the thing, though. I actually read the bell jar for the first time less than a year ago. And I think... Oh, my God. It's and I so had good. no idea how good it was going to be, because I think the name the bell jar kind of threw me off my entire yeah. life. Like, I was just like... it does not indicate in any way how lit that book is no i mean it's it's tea um oh and i was thinking i could start with either the roaring 20s since that's what we're entering and we're all gonna be just off our faces but i I don't know if it's too general i might do the prohibition um i've really been wanting to do columbine especially in light of recent events but that's you know that's heavy yeah we've been having talks about like how to do columbine because it's just really not something you can pair with another id it's just too heavy. So yeah. maybe we'll do like a, a special episode and all of our like two cents of profits yeah. will go to well, my, ending Well, violence. my friend Laurel, shout out to Laurel. Huge, huge fan, huge manifester and also a huge, you know, she spreads the gospel really about manifest destiny. But she was like, yeah, like, have you ever like really addressed on the show that you always laugh during the most fucked up things? And I was like, I feel like we have. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I just think you should say it more so that people. Yeah, okay. Well, Blair and I are both deeply messed <laughs> so up. So that and... people know. I yes, but I'm like maybe Rebecca should do Columbine in case I inappropriately laugh. But we'll see. Um, also, we can do the um, caning of Sumner. I don't even know what that is. 
You just have it in there. I just have it in there. But I think it's going to be good. I'm pretty sure it's a Civil War thing. Sumner, Fort Sumner. That sounds real. Right? That's Sumter, but like, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. I don't even know what it is. And then, um, oh, the Petticoat Affair, I think would be cool. Oh, got to do it. We got to get more of our Revolutionary War ideas and popping. Because totally, they really are great. Totally. Yeah, I think that the Revolutionary War, they're like, they're sleeper hits. People love those. And I also really want to do, not to be super obnoxious in New York, but I've been sitting on this idea for a while. That's how much I want to do it, is I want to do Central Park. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do that, but definitely it's in your territory. Designing Central Park is so fascinating, like Olmstead, And then also yeah. they displaced like thousands of, thousands of people to build Central Park and never gave them anything. It was like literally a... Like, they just transformed Harlem and made everybody move. So, and there's, like, still to this day, like, movements for reparations that I think are really interesting. So, you know, checking that out. And that's... Love it. That's why I'm on my list currently, but give me a shout. I'm excited. I just had another one I remembered. Remember when I sent you that Reddit thread about Susanna Salter, the woman who a bunch of men put on a ballot? This is like a prank. Oh, yeah. And she won the election. Like, a great tale. Like, we'll probably tell you about that. Oh, my God. So true. And Stephen really wants to do an ID on the stone walls in the woods in New England that you'll come across oh randomly. Oh my god! Which seems like a not story, but it's really no, got no, a no, crazy no, no, no. history. It's actually so weird you bring that up because I vividly remember in fourth grade we did the history of our town, and we talked about the stone walls so much, and I thought it was so interesting. Like, yeah, well, oh, Stephen is can't obsessed. Wait. Okay, Stephen, Rebecca's partner might join us. <laughs> that would be exciting. Be an in-house, be thrilled. in-house, a little manager. in-house ID. Like you mm-hmm. love to see it. You love to see it. Um, and of course, as always, like please send us your recommendations. Like we will address them on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, if there's something you want to know enough. more about, hit us up. Hit like us we want to learn on your behalf and then report it to you in like a fun, uh, awkward way. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we're we're getting back in the groove. I'm gonna fire up the old Instagram. I've got some TikToks on lock for us. Yeah. Stay tuned for our TikTok presence. Stay, stay I'm tuned nervous. for our TikTok presence. It's going to be like deliciously unhinged. I'm just loving it. I'm loving this for us. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, bye. Thank you for listening to Manifest Destiny, a millennial take on the American millennium. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a positive review on your preferred podcast platform, but only if you enjoyed it. Looking for a history fix in between episodes of Manifest Destiny? Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Manifest Destiny Pod for exclusive content and quality memes.